It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Great Fitness Who Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined by Jacob Sanderson. As always, on Thursday mornings, we run through game by game every game in the main NFL daily fantasy slate. The bye weeks have started, which means uh, an abbreviated, a truncated main slate. Um, we have some just absolute stone chalk this week. Like there is going to be some crazy ownership on cheap wide receivers. There is only two games with a total above 50, which I guess actually for a normal week in the NFL is a lot to have two games over 50 with uh, Philadelphia, Los Angeles and Kansas City, Minnesota. We've got some ex- incredibly low total games as well, which just means there are going to be games with like no ownership on them at all. Uh, how was week four for you, Jacob? Week four was all right. Uh, I mean, the, the Miami Buffalo game was pretty fun. So we got into some chains. We got into some cooks. He was okay. Latavius Murray played too much uh, for me this weekend to uh, have an incredible weekend, but that was a fun game. Um, I I played a little bit this week. I was out, I was back in Manitoba door knocking for a provincial election for most of the weekend. So that was a blast. Uh, we're back in Vancouver. We're settling in. It'll be a bigger week of DFS as well this weekend. Yeah. Full transparency. Uh, flag plant plays last week. A chain. Very good. Quentin Johnston. The the opportunities were there. I mean, that'll be my cope. My, my cope would have yeah. been. Johnson yeah. had a touchdown where the Raiders defender actually made like an incredibly good play. Um, I was encouraged by the amount of routes. And I was also encouraged by Josh Palmer being Josh Palmer. I mean, a couple, a couple terrible drops. He it's did. coming. Well, I mean, to be fair though, uh, Josh Palmer making the game winning play that, that bought him two more weeks of full routes. Yeah. I think, I mean, it was, he made a great play on the ball. He got open. So you got to give, you got to give compliments where they were due. That was uh that was a really strong play by him. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into it. Weirdly enough, I actually think this Houston at Atlanta game has the potential to be good if the Texans get up 10-0. Now, if the Falcons drive down the field, Bijan Algier body blows, and it's it's just CJ Stroud chunking it up to Nico Collins for four quarters. I mean, obviously Nico will get there, I think, but I mean, the the if the Texans get up, the, you know, Kyle Pitts is thirty three hundred dollars on DraftKings.com, Jacob. Oh my God, I I have played Kyle Pitts once this year, which was the Detroit game, I think. Um, 
And I thought I was going to the moon. He got targeted so heavily in the first quarter of that game. Just never really materialized. He scored ninth. I'm still fine at tight end. Uh, yeah, like his it's so tilting because I've been doing this for like two years now. But like his role isn't as bad as people think. Like it, it really isn't. He's like still top five in expected fantasy points. Um, he still gets deep targets. The whole position is still a wasteland. Like if he gets six targets and one of them is like a 30 yard crosser that they actually complete this time and he adds a touchdown on top of that, like then he's a top three tight end that week, even if he does literally nothing else. Um, well, so I, I mean, imagine a world where Kyle Pitts scores a touchdown. Like imagine <laughs> that world. I, I can't, I can't even really. Um, I do nice. think, I mean, obviously nice. Bijan, just the way running back works this week. Like, uh, so we've got Bijan is the highest projected running back. Then there is Kamara, you know, Joe Mixon. But in terms of like, no one wants to play these guys. No one's going to, if Barkley does play, I don't think he'll be piled on Henry. I mean, we'll see what happens with your boy, Jonathan Taylor. But like Bijan's just going to end up being chalky just from being the highest projected running back yes. in this. And I have no problem with it. I mean, at whatever Bijan's projected ownership is, I do think he seems fairly strong on the Houston side. I think it's like a good spot to go back to tank Dell. Cause he was pretty bad last week. I mean, not pretty bad. It just was unnecessary. They, they won by a yeah. gazillion points and Nico was doing his thing, but I, I didn't see anything from the underlying usage to suggest that no. tank was just like a two week flash in the pan or whatever. No, I think, I think that they're probably going to keep ping ponging weeks back and forth. Honestly. Um, are you worried about AJ Terrell for uh, Nico Collins? Uh, Unironically, I actually do think the Falcons corners are very good and are, are going to be a limiting factor. Like, you know, you add the whole Falcons soup together. They, you know, <laughs> their scoring drives are going to be very long drives. They are going to put, there are going to be some games as we saw in London where Ritter is just so bad that the team is unable to compete. So the other team doesn't have to do anything on offense. Like the whole, the whole Falcons existence is not going to be super fantasy friendly games unless uh ritter can play right. well um yeah i mean that that really that really it is. hurts everyone arthur smith um you know he's an equal opportunity fun suck yeah uh 100 all right so carolina and detroit unironically this would be this would be a spot where if andy dalton was starting we'd be like i was just a, gonna say i was yeah. just gonna say like come on andy like, like it's, give it's us the a team can play game. at dfs it'd be so um, much fun so we've got i mean david montgomery is going to be uh very chalky right now right now on roto grinders uh actually david montgomery's not projecting for a ton of don't ownership. care david uh, montgomery oh, actually, feels no, like wrong. one yeah he's 20 percent projected owned. that's okay. that's low yeah. I'm only seeing him at like 12 here when I'm looking at, but I, I'm just treating David Montgomery as a whatever you think like the projections and the salary say his ownership should be just add five because people watched him score 35 points on an Island game. Um, so that's just where I'm at with David Montgomery. I think he, it's just, he's not going to come in below what the projections say. Um, I think tough spot like Amon Ra has been great at what he can control but the Lions are really leaning into the run and that is kind of hurting Amon Ra's ceiling when we're when we're a lower dot wide receiver 
and we kind of need the targets. It's a little and harder to rack started. off those targets when we're throwing 28 times a game. And they haven't started throwing to Laporta in the red zone yet, but that's coming. Like the whole idea, I've, ne- I've never been able to get this out of my head since uh, Reeb said it to me. He's just Keenan Allen, you know? I mean, that yeah. is the that is the profile yeah. of guy he is, and the market did not treat him that way. Now, obviously, what I would say is I don't think he – I think he will be popular, but I don't think he will be out of control in ownership this week. Um, the guy who is going to be out of control in ownership this week is going to be uh, Adam Thielen. I mean, Thielen is going to be uh, – maybe not, maybe not piled on, but certainly I'm, I'm, a pretty popular option. I, look, I have, I have principles. I played him last week. I played him a bunch last week, and oh, and I think he I think he ran bad. Honestly, would he get fifteen on DraftKings? I mean, I think he ran yeah. bad. Like he he got banged up. I mean, also like you love a guy who plays for the badge, gets banged up, hurts his ankle, goes to the tent, and then comes back in and grinds out eight more points for you. I mean, you do love to see it. What about uh, what about four thousand dollar Jamison Williams? You know, is is two catches for eighty yards and a touchdown for four thousand? Like, can we make that work? On two routes. Um, yeah, it seems possible. Uh, I think he's like, what would you wager the over-under is on his route participation this week? You know, I can I can really see it going any number of ways. There was that very uninspiring quote from Dan Campbell that was basically <laughs> yeah. like, all I want is a reliable wide receiver, you know? And I can see that going from, oh, we actually do think Jamison Williams is reliable to this dude is... Marvin Jones in the offense, you know, like I, I can really see any of those ranges. Uh, well, he did say he's not a 60 snap player. Yeah. Which is a pretty damning quote. The players seem more excited than the coach. Uh, Amon Ra and David Montgomery were on some podcasts and they were like, he's going to take us to another level. We're super excited to have him. So the players are gassing him up. The coach, the coach said he's not a 60 snap player, just wants a reliable wide receiver. Um, Tough game for kind of the same reasons as Atlanta Houston is, which is just that Bryce Young is like a lot more potential one day to not be a Ritter type, but he is, he's a Ritter type right now. And it's, it's sucking the fun out of everything. Um, Probably, probably Mingo would be my favorite play just because he's 3,300. He was at a 33% targets per route run before he exited the proceedings against Seattle. So I, I still think like a lot of this feeling blow up, has been since Mingo got a concussion. Um, I don't think there's a massive difference between them if he's fully healthy and ready to rock at, and he's just 3,300. I think that'd be my preferred player in this play in this game. I don't know who to play from the Detroit side. Like Amon Ron Laporte have really good roles. If in theory, the team passed, I don't foresee that they have to in this game. Yeah. And I mean, like they have a very healthy team total. So it like, it is worth discussing. I mean, do you, do you have it in you to play Jameer Gibbs? I mean, could, could this be, they actually do give Gibbs, you know, some red zone work or whatever type spot. Well, they're not going to give him any red zone work. You get that idea out of your head. Uh, I do think Jameer Gibbs is still like firmly in play in weeks and rest of season in the sense that I just think that the, that the Green Bay matchup was just like a nightmare for him, where you have a team that does not stop the run well, they were up by a million points, and what are they going to do? They're just going to grind the ball up the middle, and David Montgomery is better at that. I think that there will be plenty of weeks when the guy who's better at the other stuff is more necessary. I just don't think it's this week, where they once again are probably going to play from ahead against a team that struggles to stop the run. So I think like this is another perfect David Montgomery matchup, for everyone to dislike on Twitter. 
Yeah. I mean, the only way, the only way that this ends up being a surprising game is if Bryce Young just like comes in balls out. And then, I mean, it yes. could, could be the game you need. I, I don't think that would be that great it, if Bryce it Young will be good. Uh, a game that I don't think uh, anyone is going to need is going to be the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. I wow. mean, this is, this is just going to be so many rushing attempts, so many rushing attempts from both teams. I mean, I'm not even really that into Josh Downs this week as a, salary you know reducer just because i don't i don't think there's going to be that enough plays to sustain i mean 3700 wide receiver who can score a touchdown like sure he's he's fine um not really into hopkins not even really into henry that much i mean it's just like a and i think the field will be a little bit i guess the the big question is is will jonathan taylor play in this game oh man i hope so uh, i mean it sounds like it right he practiced in fall so if you're practicing in fall on a wednesday i feel like you're probably playing it was well uh, key key point it was an estimated practice report they did not actually practice okay. so i mean that is just more games well, if you're, from if the you're estimated Colts. to practice in fall uh i think you're still playing i think taylor plays this week but we'll see yet it's not like i'm i'm sure not a beat reporter um how many games he plays after this no idea you know i think that there's still a lot uh, of i hurt i hurt risk. my toe coach i hurt my toe yeah. yeah i think there's a lot of hurt my toe coach risk with jonathan taylor rest of the season but i i think for this week i think he will be in the lineup um what his role is i'm not sure i i think uh, clearly eventually his role is going to be play literally every single snap uh based on how they've been willing to treat zach moss um i don't know if it's that week one you also get the titans run defense uh, everybody's always worried about the Titans run defense as I am as well. So makes it a little bit hard to get excited to play Jonathan Taylor, but like, I'm, I'm, this might be the only week I get to all year. So I'm going to play one lineup with Jonathan Taylor just for the vibes. Um, I will play downs for sure. I think in some lineups, 3,700, and I am pretty excited about Hopkins. Um, if nothing else than for my entirely fandom opposite of fandom related take that ryan Tannehill's career six and one against the colts and he absolutely owns our souls and i think he's gonna turn back the clock and have a reasonable game they lose dallas flowers for the season last week for the torn achilles so daryl baker jr is back into our lives into our hearts and helping our dfs lineups with his opposing matchup so i think hopkins could have a really big game especially if they let him play full snaps like his role on his snaps has been really good and I gotta assume he's just getting healthier. Yeah, I'm I'm good with all of that. Uh, I probably won't play Hopkins as a one-off. Honestly, maybe I will. I don't know. But it's a, I'll it's do a Hopkins downs combo. I'm I'm definitely like gonna that. play one Jonathan Taylor lineup purely for the vibes, and I will play Hopkins in that lineup also. All right. Uh, the next game again, very fascinating. If the underdog team can do anything, the New York Football Giants playing at the Dolphins, like. The I guess the most interesting thing about this game is that Wandale, it whatever the your your projected ownership on Wandale is, it is too low because by Sunday morning he is going to be projected for like eleven point eight DraftKings points. That's going to hit every optimal, every you yeah. know, every one fifty set. And <laughs> the Sims people who are Sim Bros are going to see that. There's no one else in that range. I mean, you know, Michael Wilson, yeah. Rashi Rice, but like Wandale is just going to straight up project for more points than those guys at less money. He is going to be super stone chalk. I'm completely fine with it. Uh, I, I'll probably play him on every team. I mean, you just don't get, <laughs> 
you just do not get guys with this role at 3,000. Like, Wandale uh, led the team in targets last week. He played 11 snaps the week before and got five targets on 11 snaps. It, it And there's a very clear football guy reason for why it's happening, which is that the line stinks. And, 1.6 and, seconds to throw. Yes, <laughs> Every <correct>. single play. <laughs> so... I got I got no problems with just playing into the Wandell chalk. The more interesting thing is what happens with Tyreek and Waddle after a down week for them, a down week mm. for the offense. A chain as stone chalk, you know, just based off of insane Devon A chain efficiency. But then Mostert <laughs> then becomes, you know, sort of the the pivot off of of A chain. What do you make of the Dolphins? Uh, I want to play the Dolphins. The Giants are ass and. The Giants and the Dolphins don't really care. Like they're not going to be one of those teams. Obviously, that they get up seventeen nothing and then they just establish it. They're going to just keep scoring on the Giants and they'll score as much as they want. Um, I'm seeing like zero ownership on Jalen Waddle at all, which I get because he has like five oh, targets there, every week and he's seventy five hundred. And I I just like don't care really. Like we saw this last year. Like Jalen Waddle is like the George Kittle of wide receivers. Like. Every week last year, his like base median projection did not justify his ADP or his DFS salary or his anything. But every fourth or fifth week, he would just have 40 points because he's really awesome at football. So basically any single week that I can play Jalen Waddle at like 1% ownership, I think he is just an absolutely outstanding play. Um, so I'm definitely playing him. And I would stack this game with with the Dolphin side for sure, Tua, and really any two of their four key options. Um, a chan, I mean, playing like a thirty percent owned sixty one hundred dollar running back who plays half the snaps feels bad. But he's um, but he's but he's Devin a chan, so it feels kind of good. But he is the best running back in the league, clearly, so it feels all right. Um. <laughs> Why does Darren Waller have to be fifty four hundred? Like I would actually like the flop yeah, he should again, be priced like fifty four hundred. Yeah, he should be priced right. like Pitts. If I he do, was thirty eight hundred, still nobody would play him, but I would. I do want to make this point on Achan, which is that he scored a rushing touchdown in the first quarter of each of the Dolphins games the last two weeks. So yes. I think there's sort of this narrative that Mostert is the starter and Achan has worked more in kind of garbage time, which is true if you look at their usage as a whole. And I believe his 67-yard yeah. touchdown run and his 70-yard run that he got tackled at, like, the three or whatever, um, they both came in when the game was not competitive anymore. Yeah. But they there is a plan to use him in, in competitive scripts. And also, guess what? Yeah. Uh, they're playing the Giants, so there's going to be garbage time here as well. I do <laughs> – to me, this lot. does feel like the 30% on running back just smashes and the field was right to play – 30% of, like you don't even you don't have to be a genius to see how it goes wrong which is just like he doesn't score he gets 12 touches and right. doesn't score or whatever but there will be garbage time to be had against the New York Giants um, and there will be efficiency to be had it's, it's kind of it's you know Tony Pollard is now like just he's now just Joe Mixon I guess like we we get we get a nice big expected fantasy points game every week he doesn't actually really provide any fantasy points above that and and it's fine because now we have the new object of our affectation, which is Devon Chain, who's doing the old Tony Pollard thing of like, yeah, he gets 13 touches a week. No, it doesn't matter. He's still scoring over 20 every single time. Um, so it's nice. We we have we have that replacement in our lives. Yep. All right. Uh the New Orleans. I moved Saints. him to Dynasty RB5, by the way. A Chan? 
Yeah. So CMC. Oh, Bijan, CMC, Hall, Taylor. That's it. Huh. I might take him over Taylor, honestly. I really might. Fair enough. I'd have to, I'd, I'd have to think about it. Uh, okay. The New Orleans Saints against the New England Patriots. No Patriots uh, in play for me. The only <laughs> and there are Saints. other Saints in play? Well, so. if Alvin Kamara is going to have a, a 40% okay, sure. target share because Derek Carr can't move, I mean, like, I, I guess my, my layman's take would be Kamara – looked fine you know he didn't look like full alvin kamara anything you know the the full visor six touchdown experience but like i he didn't look he it wasn't like watching dalvin cook you know it wasn't like oh no. this guy just can't play anymore uh and if that if he if if your expectation for and kendry miller played five snaps so yeah. it, it does it does feel like it might be full workhorse alvin kamara it is full workhorse alvin kamara the role's fantastic um the 13 targets i think it's just a function of like Derek Carr clearly should not have been playing in this game and i don't know why they did that like i just i'm 100 sure that Jameis winston would have given them a better chance to win than clearly my shoulder can't throw further than five yards Derek Carr. yeah um that was absolutely absurd that i like we had to watch that um with 13 dump offs for like 30 yards presumably cars closer to full strength this week like a one-week injury on an ac sprain is not that uncommon so maybe he can actually move the ball down the field if he can you get chris Olave at a reasonable price tag against a replacement cornerback for christian gonzalez uh at zero ownership so yeah and, um, and judon is dusted too for the patriots yeah. and the patriots like it's, it's time to question are the patriots going to quit on bill belichick like, is it over? No, no. They just are not good. I mean, that, like, really, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just that the the Patriots, like, Bill Belichick was always a great defensive coach, seemingly never that good of an offensive uh, play caller or, or structurer or delegator or whatever, and he's always been a bad GM. I mean, you go back yeah. and look at the Patriots wide receiver evaluations, like, since they traded for Randy Moss, have they made one good move? I mean, one. They signed Jacoby Myers as an undrafted free agent. That's it. Okay, sure. I, I mean, it, it still remains true that their last draft at a thousand yard wide receiver is Julian <laughs> yeah. Edelman, which is um, like they just they don't have anyone who's fast. They don't yeah. have anyone. They you know, I mean, the the entire offense is built around Hunter Henry. I guess. I mean, it's just and Mac Jones <laughs> is like a, a loser. Yeah, Ramondre you know? isn't even good anymore. So like, they Ramon, have Ramondre Ramondre's not good anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's just no, there's just nothing here on on the offensive side of the ball for the Patriots. And if I lose uh, because of that, whatever. Uh, all right, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. So I said last week on the show I wasn't going to do Lamar and Andrews. I lied. I did. I did do it on on one team. Um, some of the most hilarious i have never seen this before cards turnover 50 dollars red zone on draftkings.com lamar jackson 0.5 percent owned <laughs> uh mark andrews 2.3 percent out now the lineup that i played it on had um quentin johnston in it mm. so you know we we didn't Tough. and and also aj brown and stefan diggs completely nuked the slate so it right it, yeah if it, it wasn't for the josh allen stefan diggs stacks you you would have gotten a lot more expected money out of that but I, I think I'm now at the place that um I, I'm I'm ready to write off uh uh the 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 um the air raid experience with yeah. the Ravens. It's it's just Small Lamar and Andrews. Zay Flowers will have his weeks, you know, he'll spike up here and there when the Ravens, you know, have to 
play competitive games. This will not be a competitive game. Um, but like the 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 idea that Bateman and Beckham will be you know running deep routes and you know it's not happening. It's just it's it's the same old Ravens. Yeah, well, the Ravens had dreams, they had aspirations, they had hopes, and then what happened? The Ravens happens every year, which is that all of their playmakers immediately got hurt, and so the only the only people left is just Lamar running in touchdowns and throwing them to Mark Andrews. That's all we have. Uh, it's just. I don't know, man. The Ravens need to get a new medical staff. It's just, it's just absolutely depressing. Um, yeah, the Steelers' pass defense isn't good, so you can definitely play Andrews and Lamar. You can play. I think Flowers is like in play-ish. Um, no one else. Uh, are people playing Gus Edwards? Like he was a workhorse last week, but no people. I I bet more people click Keaton Mitchell's name than click Gus Edwards this week. For okay, real. Right, right. Big Keaton Mitchell is, is actually, yeah, he's he's getting a lot of pub. Uh, I don't think you can play anyone on the Steelers. Like they suck always, but Calvin Calvin Austin is hurt? The, Calvin Austin is the only one that sure. is showing up in optos. And I mean, to be fair, if the Steelers had uh, a quarterback, his role is like pretty interesting. He's got uh, at least four targets in every game. He's getting both the good gadgety floor stuff close to the line of scrimmage and one deep shot per game. Um, the hilarious Matt Canada burner account. Uh, if you go and look at it, you'll see that uh, it's just, it's the same play. They've ran the same play to Calvin Austin three times. They got one touchdown and one pick out of it. So the Matt, the Matt Canada. So high it's, uh, yeah, it's high variance, but I mean, Calvin Austin, like sure. Whatever. I mean, sure, I, you can I think, play Calvin Austin if you want to. Well, I, the only reason I think it's interesting is that so much ownership is going to be on Wandale and Rashi Rice that he actually will be like, probably has this third second best target projection of the minimum wide receivers, but will, will not be owned um, that way yeah. at all. Um, sure. I have no problem with that. I, I, that'd be it. Game, I mean, though. Kenny Pickett is going to ruin this whole game. Like he's just so bad at the best of times. These are not the best of times. These are the the bone bruise of times. So it's true. Uh, he'll, he's like, and the Ravens is pretty clear. Like maybe in theory, I, I do still think that if they're pushed that they actually would be willing to pass more, but they're not getting pushed yeah it's i mean it's this fucking division for lamar it's just never you know it's never gonna happen uh all right the cincinnati Bengals against the arizona cardinals this has like a potential to be such an interesting game if the Bengals don't bangle it because i don't think t is gonna play one thing i will not do is i debased myself to play adam thielen chalk i am not debasing myself enough to play tyler boyd chalk i'm really i'm really not uh, i don't not even know why it. tyler boyd is chalk he's not good anymore he's not i mean tanner hudson chalk is actually more appealing to me than i agree uh, than, than tyler boyd chalk um you know there certainly is a school of thought i think that a lot of the um the brain players will play uh Bengals stacks this week i mean arizona the, I guess but the they're weird thing be is owned. They're not. They're not low owned. Well, Chase will be. Chase will be very owned, right? Chase will be 20 percent yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Burrow more. will be that owned. I, I guess that's sort of the thing is I don't know how many people sure. will play Burrow. The other complicating factor is that Michael Wilson, after two touchdowns and just like a right. honestly a very solid performance as like a real NFL wide receiver last week yeah. against the 49ers, he. I mean, he might rival Wandale as as Chuck. Well, and Marquise Brown projects extremely well at 5K. Zach Ertz projects well, which is like, I mean, imagine playing a Boyd Zach Ertz. 
uh, <laughs> one and one in twenty twenty three. Again, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not debasing myself to play Zach Ertz either. I just want you know if that's if these if these are the decisions that cost me money in twenty twenty three, I'm I'm comfortable with it. My preferred approach, honestly, for this game would be to do chase and michael wilson as a mini correlation inside something else just avoid the quarterbacks on both sides yeah i mean who would have thought coming into the year that we would have a game between the cardinals and the bengals and the quarterback you feel the most confident about is joshua dobbs um i mean i I mean you can totally play dobbs like he's been playing legitimately nfl good like not just fantasy good he's like top 10 in epa for play the last three weeks um and he runs and you can play him with Marquise Brown and take your pick of Ertz or Michael Wilson. And I think that that is super viable, actually. And you can play that with Chase. Um, it won't really be low owned enough that I don't know that I need to play Josh Dobbs. But, like, he's he's in play. Like, he's kind of doing – he's kind of like Tyrod Taylor back in the day. Where it's like, is he, like, good, good? No, but he's, like, good enough and he runs. That's and, actually a really good comp. I have work. not heard anyone make that. That is that is an incredibly good comp. But I could see Josh Jobs, like, basically just being Tyrod Taylor for the next five years where, like, the team with yeah. the shaky quarterback situation just pays him $4.6 million to kind of, like, start and not be terrible but not be good either. You know, like, there will never be a, a quarterback controversy with Josh Jobs. Like, the yeah. Kyler's not going to come back and the fans aren't going to be like, oh, we, well, we got to just keep playing Dobbs. Oh, you know? have you been reading the comment section of Cardinals articles? Because I, you I are won't. Incorrect. I won't. Because you just, are incorrect. <laughs> Cardinals I, fans will be saying that and they are saying that. I'm surprised Cardinals fans aren't pissed that they, that they, what, because they, they already have one win, right? So they're, yeah, they, they got to be, they got to be tilted about the, they got to be tilted about the, no, uh, about they're the not. Because, thing. Like I've seen, I think it's a mix. It's like there's now split in three. They have like a third of the fan base is upset that they won't get Caleb Williams. A third of the fan base is happy because they still want Kyler to be the guy. And a third of the fan base thinks Josh Dobbs is their franchise quarterback. Man, the laundry bros. They are they are down <laughs> bad. Um, all right. An actually great fantasy game. The Philadelphia Eagles against the Los Angeles Rams. DeAndre Swift last week felt like I won the lottery through one quarter. He had three targets on the opening drive. He got a goal line carry. The Eagles were just sort of disjointed, which actually I, I, I am probably the most pro Jalen Hurts guy have been the most pro Jalen Hurts guy. Um, Look, man, he, he is not there as a passer this year. And I don't know. No, he's been Yeah. I don't know if it's if it's defensive teams doing so. So right now he is 12th in the NFL in um, EPA plus CPOE composite. That is uh, he is he is about 0.03 percent better than Josh Dobbs so far. If you're looking at uh, running uh, the Ben Baldwin stuff, um, yeah. which for fantasy, it's actually been exactly what we wanted. The, the thesis that the Eagles would have more available fantasy points is true. The defense has not been as good. Totally. AJ Brown with the giga explosion. We've had a Devonta Smith explosion. DeAndre Swift has been, um, I mean, you can't slice it any other way. He's been awesome at running back. I mean, even a floor game, Terrific. a floor game for an Eagles running back being 14 points. I'm used to floor games for Eagles running backs being three points. Like that is yes. some wild stuff. Um, I, I just sort of think Eagles, stacks you know i think you do have to pick one or the other i don't think jalen hurts double stacks are ever going to like it would have to be a truly insane game 
for Devonta and AJ Brown to both make optimals with Hertz right. because so much of Hertz's production is going to come rushing. Yeah, and you used to be able to pick one and then do Goddard, but he's no longer a member of the Philadelphia Eagles offense. In well, because Swift is good, right? I mean, I actually, yeah. I think I just think it used to be Sanders would get whatever was left on the table, but now Swift is clearly ahead in the hierarchy. Yeah, so I think that if you're doing the double, it probably actually has to include Swift, right? Like you just say, like, I'm doing Hertz, I'm doing Swift, and I'm doing one of Brown or Smith, and then I'm getting, like, all the touchdowns ideally um you know that's probably the way you do it if you're doing the double uh i think that's totally fine and totally in play because this game i think projects to have a lot of points i mean like you said it hurts it's not been that good and it kind of doesn't matter like their offense is like so efficient in short yard situations they're able to run so well they have such an offensive line that they they have a pretty wide margin for error I don't know what to make on the Rams side because I still don't think we know for sure if Cooper Cup is playing or what role he's playing. I, but it looks I'm gonna like he's guess. Playing. This is my this is my guess. My guess is Cooper Cup plays. He plays 47 percent of the snaps, but his targets per route run is the highest on the team. That he is only out there to run routes and he's only out there to get targeted. Um, and they 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 bring in Van Jefferson when they need to run block or whatever. That sounds reasonable to me. Um. So at that point, like, what does that do then to this Rams passing attack? Like, who who are we playing? Well, no one gets played. I mean, if Cooper, if if it comes um, Sunday afternoon, and we know that because uh, this is the afternoon game, so we might not even know. Although Jay Glazer will probably say it on TV at you know like six minutes before lock or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll know on Saturday, right? Because he has to be activated off IR officially. <sighs> I don't know how the rules with that stuff works. I don't know if it's like a 21 day window, like it is with the pup. Like I, well, the 20, the 21 day window has been opened officially, but he has not yet been activated off the, well, you heard, I'm pretty sure he has to be activated on Saturday. Have you heard this stuff in the ether about him having the same degenerative disease that Rocco Baldelli, the old Minnesota twins catcher used to have, and that he might retire at the end of the season. Have you heard, have you heard this? no but please enlighten me okay so this is like basically totally unconfirmed no one from the team Schefter hasn't said this rap sheet hasn't said this you know no but it's it's basically in the the you know the dark web of fantasy football people are are rumoring that he has this degenerative condition the same thing uh let me look at the name of it so that people Rocco Baldelli degenerative condition uh so Rocco Baldelli was a, a catcher in in major league baseball he was a great one um mitochondrial channelopathy a rare cell disorder that causes severe muscle fatigue so this is what people again unconfirmed i'm not reporting this i am merely saying like what uh the dark web of fantasy football is rumoring that that cup has this condition um i don't know if it's true or not I don't even know what that would mean for one week of daily fantasy. Honestly, like I, I have no, I am not experienced enough, but it's just weird. I guess this is all a long way to say that um, Puka Nakua is going to have, he's 7,700. And if Cooper cup is active, if we know on Saturday, he's going to be like max 10% owned, like at the absolute maximum. And it's probably a stab worth taking. Yeah, and Tutu would become like what two percent owned. 
Uh, I mean, I don't even know if he would be owned at, at all because he didn't have any, he didn't get any stats last week. Although I still, I mean, and it's hard to tell actually I'm, I'm lying. He, he was fine last week. I, it's hard for me to tell if I am bag defending on Atwell or not, but I continue to believe his role basically remains unchanged regardless of if Van Jefferson or Cooper cup is on the field with him, his raw target numbers will go down. You know, he's had his target numbers have been eight, nine, nine, and nine probably goes down to like six and a half as his expectation, but he also hasn't had a 60 yard touchdown yet. And he's going to have one of those and any given week Atwell is going to be uh, uh, 10% as owned as uh, Nakua yeah. and cup would be. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll have the same role once Cup comes back as, like, Van Jefferson two years ago, but he's better than Van Jefferson. So, like, you could play Van Jefferson as your secondary in stacks at that point. Like, you could have done, like, Stafford with Cup and Van or Stafford with, um, well, you'd always do it with Cup, but OBJ slash Robert Woods and Van or whatever. Um, and that was totally viable. And I think Tutu will just convert more of those because he's better. So I agree. I think all the Rams are in play regardless um, of whether Cooper Cup plays or not. Um, and then, yeah, the Eagles, I mean, we're kind of still in the spot where it feels like the industry projections are just like adjusting too much for every individual week. So we have a spot now where it was like, what was it, two weeks ago? The take was, is A.J. Brown even the wide receiver one on the Eagles? And then we're like one week later, and now the take is DeMonta Smith $600 less, and he's going to be 20% of the ownership. Um, so I think, like, the, these guys, like, it's just a spot where I would just ping pong them back and forth, where, like, A.J. Brown has a massive game, and he's going to be way more owned. Like, great, I'll play DeMonta Smith at um, a fraction of the ownership and then do the, the opposite when DeMonta Smith has a massive game. Yes. Yeah, I mean I, that that is a great point, which is just like we're not. I don't think we're actually learning more information about these wide receivers like week to week. I think we just know that they're both really good, and that any given week one of them can have a massive game, and that AJ Brown's like true ceiling is higher. But yes, um, all right. So our our next game is the New York Jets against the Denver Broncos, or as I call Ugh. it, uh, the Brees Hall Bowl. I mean, this is fifty four hundred dollar oh. Brees Hall on DraftKings. Uh, I. Not decided yet. I, I think I'm just going to play him in every team. I think I'm just going to lock him in. I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook, worst running back in the NFL. Uh, I actually looked it absolutely up. Absolutely awful. Dalvin Cook, what do you think his success rate is? Like, I don't know, 18%. Yeah, it's like 20, It's like 21%. Uh, he's got zero explosive runs on the year. He is, He's last in every category. Whatever advanced running back category. You, and he's even lost oh. a fumble. I mean, imagine imagine being like the steady, safe veteran. And not only do you suck, but you also have a fumble. Like, it's just that I, I actually think we are, we because they don't have to placate Rodgers right now because Rodgers is not playing. I think they might just healthy scratch him and play a Banacanda because they actually, they need an explosive run here and there. You know, I don't they, think they, like, they will yet. It because they paid him too much money but at some point it's like it's like two weeks away happen. it's like two or three weeks away it's not We're gonna happen there. it's not gonna happen this week um now the other there. i think it happens before the end of the season and it'll it'll bring me a lot of joy because uh there's a lot of people that were very rude to me in my twitter mentions when i said that dalvin cook sucks um and he does he does suck uh i've seen some of the dalvin cook bag defenders by the way being like, oh, it's not his fault. He's used to being a feature runner. It's hard to adjust to being a 
a complimentary runner. Um, and I, I think that that's just maybe true, but it's not true in this case. He's just bad. Yes. Yeah, he is. He is just bad. Um, all right. Garrett Wilson. I mean, Garrett Wilson, 13 yeah. targets last week. Feels like they Do just it. tried to they built the entire plane out of Garrett Wilson. Now, the interesting strategy question is would you play Brees and Wilson together without Zach Wilson and without any other pieces from this game? What if you didn't do it without Zach Wilson? As in, are you asking me if I would play Zach Wilson? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really interested in that. I mean, I think I. I think I'd <laughs> rather play Josh Dobbs honestly in those lineups and hope that Josh Dobbs runs for a 20 yard touchdown. The Chicago Bears were like the most efficient offense in the NFL this week, and and like we've saw the Bears in all the other weeks. Like this Broncos defense is ghastly enough. I'm I'm actually starting Zach Wilson in a main event this week because I have. <laughs> Uh, Watson on. as QB one, and the only other quarterback I drafted was Kyler, and so the the best available option on waivers was Zach Wilson. <laughs> so I will be doing that. That's what you get. That's what you get for not for not looking ahead and and having Josh Jobs. Um, what if I did look ahead and I looked at Zach? No, I didn't. Uh, I am starting Josh Jobs in a different league. Um, Wilson, I. I might just do it for the vibes. I don't know. Uh, I think it's. I think this Denver defense is bad enough that it's kind of viable. And he actually projects pretty well. And he's not going to be owned. And he does run a little bit. I do think Garrett Wilson, though, for being serious, is a great play. Um, I, I'm not as, like, I want to believe the Brees Hall thing. I have, like, Zabruder filmed that quote over 10 times. And I can't figure out if he's saying he was on a snap count and now he's not or if he was saying like yeah he's not on a snap count he wasn't on a snap count he won't be on a snap count this is just his role i think it is a indication that the training staff communicated something to the coaching staff about you know we feel good about his recovery we feel good about where he's at like you don't need to be in game, you don't need to be saying right. we got to bring Brees off because of these limitations. Now, it might be that their plan is for Dalvin Cook to get six carries a game and for Michael Carter to be in there on some third downs, and that's just how they want to deploy them. But I do think it. the way I read it was that there are no uh, medical limitations from the strength and yeah. conditioning team. That's the way I read it. That is that's, – that's the hope. I mean, there's no excuse for Dalvin Cook to ever see the field. Um, but I still think he's going to continue doing it sporadically. The hope is that the Michael Carter snaps go, it's kind of interesting because like what they should do is just get rid of the Dalvin Cook snaps and then let Michael Carter do his thing. That's fine. He can play third downs. That's acceptable. And then Brees Hall plays everything else. But probably that thing that's more likely to actually happen is that Brees Hall takes over the Michael Carter snaps and that Dalvin Cook stays in his role because they paid him way too much money. Um, we'll see which of those occurs. And I'm hoping that it's, it's any of the above and we get Brees Hall. The most bullish thing in that quote, when he was giving that quote was afterwards, he was like, Brees Hall's a guy we need to get more involved. He was like, but we have other guys we need to get more involved. We saw with Garrett last week, we had to get him more involved. We saw Lazard come on. We got to get him more involved. Xavier Gibson flashed last week. I was glad we got him into the offense. We got to get him more involved. And then he stopped talking. Like he never said we got to get Dalvin Cook or Michael Carter more involved. He, he mentioned Xavier Gibson but before he mentioned Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter. Yes. I, I mean, 
the existence of Dalvin Cook is just absolutely draining. I guess the other <laughs> interesting element in the, I mean, there are there are two other interesting elements in this game. The one being that the sort of um, fab extravaganza on Jaleel McLaughlin might distract people yeah. from the fact that Samaj Pirine is like clearly ahead of him. Might not get goal line oh, touches ahead of him. Disagree. But we'll oh, you're wrong. No, I, I think I think you are wrong. I, I'm playing Jaleel McLaughlin 100% this week. This is the new Pierre Thomas. He's been reincarnated into well, our lives. I don't. So I don't even think you're wrong, but this is also the same coach that like won't let Marvin Mims play despite like being their best wide receiver because that's just how Sean Payton does things. Okay, but maybe he's weird with wide receivers, but I think he gets the program with running backs. Like McLaughlin came in after... Williams went out. He out carried P. Ryan. Like P. Ryan's still going to play a million third down snaps, and he's going to yes. pass protect, and he's going to maybe play some short yardage. I, I still think McLaughlin is going to get more carries. I think that when they want to do interesting pass game stuff with running backs, like screens and swing passes and stuff, that that will be McLaughlin. And P. Ryan is just going to get like, like I think the snaps are going to be 50-50, but P. Ryan is going to get the most empty calorie snap load imaginable, and McLaughlin's going to get everything fun, and he's going to get like 12, 13 carries and three, four targets. And he's going to be 5K and he's going to be efficient. I, I, I'm i into it. I will totally play McLaughlin this week. I, I think that this guy has legit juice. P. Ryan's dust. They talked to Peyton too um, after the game. I don't know if we want to read into Sean Payton coach speak, but he was like, we have to completely reevaluate McLaughlin's role. He was so good. Uh, and then they were like, is that because Williams injury? They're like, no, we're not discussing that. But like, regardless of Javante Williams, like we have to like, I, I think McLaughlin honestly could just be the most valuable Broncos running back for the entire rest of the year. I I, I don't know that Sean Payton owes uh, Javante Williams anything. You do make a good counterpoint with Marvin Mims that he's clearly their best receiver and, and they don't, they don't care. Although my read was that they were planning on playing Mims more last week. And then he had that like disaster fumble and they're like, all right, well, you know, we tried mm -hmm. and it, it didn't, it didn't work. He is $4,000 this week. I, I mean, I would maybe play him a little bit. Although would you worry that when he's on the field, the jets know he's their best corner. So sauce guards him. I mean, honestly, not, <laughs> not insane. Not, not an insane. Thing. Yeah. Sauce. It's like, okay, go guard Cortland Sutton most of the time. And then anytime Marvin Mims the, the goes eight, on the, the field, you switch, game you switch. that Marvin Mims gets, you go, you go and guard him. All right, with biggest game, highest total, uh, Kansas City with a twenty-eight point team total, Minnesota Ooh. with a twenty-four point team total. Um, I I was thinking that my Rashi Rice take was going to be sneaky and that people wouldn't do it. It's not sneaky in any way. He's actually just mm. going to be owned a lot, uh, which is a bummer. Um, you know, yeah. you could play. Honestly, I won't say you're wrong for any of these options. Like play Sky, play MBS, play Justin Watson. Like you can no, do it. Don't play Sky. Uh, probably don't. Sky. Probably probably don't play Sky. <laughs> probably just play Rice. But I, I mean, the I guess the interesting thing is you get into weird combinatorial stuff where if you're playing Mahomes and Kelsey, you are also going to probably play Rice, and you're also probably going to need one of Wandale or Michael Wilson. Um, the only way to get weird I see with this game is Jordan Addison coming off of the zero yeah. that that's really the only thing i see if i'm playing any chief wide receiver that's not named rishi rice it would be justin watson just because he runs deep routes so if i'm playing a horrible projected play i really only need one thing to go my way which is like one 50 yard touchdown catch 
Whereas with Sky Moore, like he both doesn't get targeted and he doesn't get targeted down the field. So you you need him to just like somehow get eight targets, which seems extremely unlikely. Um, he did have so, a 52 yard reception in week two. Okay. He did have that. I don't, I, I it was here and now it's gone. It you want here, if you want, if you do you want if you want some cope, if you want a reason to be even more bullish on this game, it's that the Chiefs absolutely sucked shit against the Jets, and there yeah. might be might be a little bit of like wanting to get right here, um, of just being like, Early. guys, we we got to go show that we can score uh, yeah. forty points against anyone. I mean, they they did it against the Bears, right? I mean, they oh, they yeah. were still they were still throwing the ball like late in the third quarter in a totally non competitive game against the Bears. Yeah, I'm into Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey, Rice, and and I think Watson would be my guy. Just that because fucking he's so cheap. that fucking Pacheco game. I mean, I I I am Ooh. like I have Pacheco on a lot of dynasty rosters just because like yeah, you kind of want to have the Chiefs running back like just and his, his cost yeah. to acquire was low, but I don't never like he looked amazing in that game. He looked awesome. Yeah, the earth shook beneath his feet on every step. Truly, it was it was yeah. like, it was a performance. He's He's clearly the only like playmaker they have at running back. Like McKinnon's kind of fine at doing McKinnon things, but he can CH only do is, it like ten snaps a game. Inadequate. Yes, um, that's true. Yes, Pacheco's like a he's a candle that burns brightly. But I'm I, I'm like he's they need to use him. They need to continue this. I I think that this is this is pretty real. Um, yeah, and every normal player from the Chiefs side, and I'll I'll like mix in maybe Justin Watson. And yeah, the Vikings side, um, I don't know. It's the guys that it always is. It's Cousins. Madison's fine. Akers worked in, honestly, more than I thought last yeah, week. Yeah, it, it, and at short yardage stuff too, which is going to be a real problem for Madison. Yeah, like I don't think you can play Akers this week by any stretch, but I, I think if you're looking for a reason to not play Alexander Madison, you definitely have one. Um. Hawkinson, I think, is probably a pretty reasonable play this week because he's not going to be his own um, with just the fact that he's $6,500 and people are going to want to play Kelsey. Some people might play Andrews. He's coming off a total dud. I mean, this feels like the week where Kirk Cousins has 59 pass attempts. and Big time. TJ Hawkinson has 14 targets, 10 catches, 62 yards, one touchdown, and, and that's that's the tight end one on the week. So... I'll tell you the the weird way I thought of playing the game, which is Mahomes, Rice, Hawkinson, Addison, where you you're getting Mahomes' passing stats, but not Cousins's, but you're paying uh you're playing the Vikings guys. I mean, I, again, it's right. Thursday. I've not run any sim stuff. The sim will probably tell me that's like minus 37% ROI and that it's just stupid. Uh, because I was talking I with um funny. I was talking with uh the guys from Saber Sim and and one of the things that that Max Steinberg pointed out to me was that like the Sims just like Mahomes Kelsey a lot in this iteration of the team because you're just getting so much of that team total baked in to two roster yeah. spots. And honestly, you could tell me that's actually like the the 60 IQ, the the Jedi, the Jedi bell curve meme is Mahomes Kelsey go burr. Then the 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 hundred IQ guy is uh no, you need to differentiate and play Rashi Rice and Jordan Addison. And then the Jedi is saying, no, just play Mahomes Kelsey and get all the points. Like that, yeah. that actually probably seems like the the right thing. Uh, that does seem like the right thing. Would you would you be a two tight end bro and play Kelsey and Hawk in the same lineup? Hawkinson at 6500 is just like I think it's a bit yeah. too much. If he was like Waller's price, yes. Right. But you I, can just I, like I, play Chris Olave at that price. Right, exactly. Um for no ownership. 
And I would I would play Addison at what he will be owned versus Hawkinson at what he will be owned as well. Um, will just, either of them be owned? I feel like I feel like no. Hawkinson Hawkinson will be. So right now, um, Rotor Grinders has Hawkinson at seven percent, but they also have okay. Andrews at twelve percent, and I I bet those are wrong. Although Andrews okay. is significantly. ETR cheaper. has Hawkinson right now at four. Well, shit, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I get this stuff wrong all the time. My, my God. I don't know. We'll see how it is. We're, we're going off Thursday morning ownership. Like, sure. you'll have a better idea but on Saturday. Addison. Sure. I would Addison, play Hawkinson a lot if he's five or less. Sure. If he's going to be in the 10 range, then, then not as much. Yeah, but Addison, regardless, will not top 5% in any no. contest. Like, no, no, ETR no. has Jordan Addison right now at 0.5%. Yeah, um, I, 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 do, I do enjoy. He'll be higher than that in small field. Some of my favorite memories in DFS are playing guys who don't have uh, a whole number in front of their ownership. Just like you turn you turn the cards over and you played a guy who's 0.7% of the field um, decided to play. All right, my flag plant for the week. I mean, honestly, it it would have been Wandale, but uh, it really sucks that he got all those targets in an island game. I don't I don't love that. I don't love that so much. So I will say. My flag plant for the week will be not playing Tyler Boyd. That'll be a huge one. And um, I'll say Michael Wilson. I don't think Michael Wilson's ownership will get insane. And I, I will play a lot of Wandale and Michael Wilson together and just spend up at uh, at some other weird stuff. That's how you, that's how you put the Mahomes Kelsey team for sure. Correct. Yeah. Um, My flag plant is really all three of the second round wide receivers who will be sub 5% owned this week, which is Devonta Smith, Waddle, and Olave. But if I had to pick one, it will be Jalen Waddle, who I think no one will play for honestly good reason, but I will play him. And I think that the we're eventually going to get a spike week. We're going to see him do the penguin dance in the end zone. And I hope that it happens twice this week against the hapless New York Giants. That's a really good one. I'll I'll extend that and I'll say Mostert as well. Mostert at at literal, you know, 10% or whatever of what of what A-chan is, which makes me sick because I I am such an A-chan bull. Um yeah. all right guys, we are going to get out of here. Make sure that you are uh reading thinking about thinking and uh I will be back tomorrow morning with Retrieve Bar later. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.